We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. Good afternoon. This is the state of California. Doug Sovereign is away. Today, we are joined by Sonoma State political scientist, Dr. David McEwen. As we've talked about many times during this segment, California voters are no strangers to high-dollar battles through the ballot measure process. And right now, groups are out collecting signatures on a slew of measures to put before voters in November. It is expensive, time-consuming, long-running, and seemingly never-ending. We are checking in with Dr. McEwen right now. And Professor, we want to talk to you today about the challenges created by such busy ballots, both for the measures, backers, and for voters. Let's start with that latter group. How do California voters stay informed? That's no easy task. Yeah, that that really is uh, no easy task. There's an idea that uh, voters use shortcuts as opposed to encyclopedias. So, So the students in my class, you know, might read every little nuance of a ballot measure or the people who write the ballot measure might know all the ins and outs there, the lawyers that have drafted them or, or they've been uh, tested with focus groups. But for most California voters, they're going to look at something like title and summary. So we're going to spend a lot of time on title and summary. We're going to spend a lot of time on polling and focus groups. All of this does two things. One, it makes the process much more expensive, and it also elongates the process. So what you see now is there are 37 measures, for example, that we see kind of going on that are uh, cleared for circulation. There's another eight measures that are uh, at about a quarter of the signatures that they need, and we have things already qualified for the ballot. All of that sets up really gargantuan battles that voters have to wade through. And so they appear to really kind of develop shortcuts as opposed to reading through and and getting an encyclopedic level of knowledge. What is the history of this uh, ballot measure fight in California? Whenever we start talking about how crazy it is, it always makes me wonder if, if other states are in similar situations. Yeah, Patty, I mean, what we see is that other states are similar to California, but really California has no equals. So when we see something like term limits pass in California, we see something like Proposition 13 or something like uh, related to Proposition 187 or 209 dealing with race. It does spill over to other states. It not only spills over to other states, say Florida, Michigan, Colorado, Arizona, and Washington, it also spills over to to local areas. So it makes all of the ballot much more expensive, much longer, as I mentioned, and most ballot measures don't pass. So California voters, for example, when they're voting, they're often like, you know, uh, I'm not sure what this does, or they'll hear an advertisement that will say, oh, did you know it does X, Y, Z? It has these unintended consequences. And so they vote in a defensive way. And that means that no money or the no side money, the money that is counter to a ballot measure, is hugely powerful. It's amongst the smartest money in politics to actually shoot these things down. We talked about how difficult it can be for voters to stay informed. The flip side of that, for anybody behind a ballot measure, uh, it takes a lot to cut through the political clutter, if you will, and that means a lot of money. Yeah, Jeff, that's right. It, It is a lot of money. And you're talking about things like, for example, 
in states that have the ballot measure process, the voters tend to be more educated or knowledgeable about what goes on. But look, as they learn how the sausage is made, right, they want to become vegetarians. And that you don't have the ballot measure process, kind of the checks and balances that you have, if you will, in, in the legislative process. All of that makes things much more expensive. In 2020, November 2020, that Proposition 22, that, that Uber Lyft ballot measure, uh, involved on both sides about a quarter of a billion dollars in spending. The whole ballot in November was about uh, $750 million, three quarters of a billion. And it's looking like this fall with those gaming measures on the ballot and other competing ballot measures that we're going to say that that Jeff is bad and Patty is good or vice versa. And we're going to fight back and forth here. That could get us to the first one billion dollar ballot in California. That would make ballot measures in California the second most expensive political election in the world. Only the U.S. presidential election is more expensive than what we see on the ballot in a robust year like we are likely to see this November. That just blows my mind, that stat. You know, to the to the <laughs> layperson, you can look at the gaming measures and say, oh, I can see why both sides and the, there's competing ones are going to just dump a whole bunch of money on this, you know, right? Because there are millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to be made by changing the legalized gambling structure in California. But then you look at stuff like the dialysis measures, David. Right. There's so right. much money spent on that. It's such an obscure topic. I mean, how does that get on the ballot? Yeah, I mean, that's a great example because it's very narrow, right? And so narrow ballot measures, things that target uh, what we often call in, in, the, in the profession, we call it the sinners, right? If you, if you smoke, if you drink, if you break the law and you're targeted in a ballot measure, you do those kinds of things, you're going to really face a, a gauntlet to get past. We like to pick on people. But at the same time, those ballot measures that come forward, all right, that are there to kind of target or, or take advantage of the market, like the huge market in California, that is the gaming or the potential gaming industry. It means everyone has to get in the card rooms, the tribes, uh, draft kings, everyone uh, kind of flocks. And that creates this magnetic role of money that gets uh, hyperactive or bionic, whatever analogy you want to use. And that also calls for the courts to play an important role. And the courts don't like to be involved in this because a ballot measure that goes on through popular petition, that's one stage, that initial stage after we get title and summary, that popular petition, those people out collecting signatures are typically paid more than $5, $10. And as we get closer and closer to cutting off the ballot for November, we will see 15 to $20 per signature collected for those ballot measures that potentially could compete, for example, in the gaming industry. So if you're a small, narrow, big-ticket industry, a small, big-ticket, uh, if you will, well-to-heal well industry, like, for example, kidney dialysis, you're going to go through this parallel legislature. It's icky, it's expensive, and most people, again, opt out and vote no or in the defensive. Let me squeeze in one more quick question. You, you referenced the courts. It seems that more often than not, the courts do get involved in the big cases. Is that, in fact, the case? Yeah, I mean, it, it, those that come through popular petition, right, where you sign a petition and that they qualify for the ballot, there have been studies done that show up to 70% of those ballot measures are found unconstitutional, not of the California Constitution, which is the third largest in the world, but of the U.S. Constitution. They, they violate the Equal Protection Clause or they pick on people because of their gender or sexual orientation, things like this. So many are found unconstitutional, and the courts don't like that role. 
Now, some might argue you should reform this. You should give a non-binding legal opinion to look at this. There are all elements that are subject to reform, things we're looking at, not just because of what happened with the recall, the potential recall of Governor Newsom, but also reforming this fourth branch of government in California. Great to talk to you. Our guest, Dr. David McEwen, professor and chair of the Department of Political Science at Sonoma State University. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It is also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.